I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to part two of Gojo with me, Mike Bullock Jr. With me, as always, still on a holdover from part one, Brandon Newman. And Brandon, as we get ready to go for the back half of this podcast where we'll give our NFL top five, bottom five from the weekend that was, you've got the top five this week. I am going swimming in the gutter with the bottom five. We've got this, that, and the third with some exciting culinary innovations. But Brandon... Before we get to that, we have to address the Tom Brady-sized elephant in the room. We talked about this a lot on the podcast yesterday with our friend Charlotte Wilder, the masked singer theories, all these different things. Yep. Well, Tom Brady was back at Bucks training camp on Monday, and according to Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network, the 11-day absence was due to a Brady family vacation to the Bahamas. He wrote, quote, League sources indicated that Brady's time away from the team included a trip to the Bahamas at an exclusive resort and primarily for family time with his wife, Giselle Bundchen. His commitment to family and having a personal life was at the heart of his hiatus from football, and there was no other medical emergency as speculated or other reasons. Now, Brandon, there's two reads on this. Mm-hmm. One... This was something we floated out as a possibility. Tom Brady retired for 40 days. Part of that was about being around his family more. And I'm sure as he made the decision to come back, there were talks about the things that he was going to have to do in order to make sure his family was still getting the attention they thought they were going to get more full-time on this. The other read in this is... This is probably what I would say if I didn't want people to know that I was the mass singer. Oh, 100%. Thank you for saying it. I was like, as much as it... Sounds like he maybe went on vacation. Charlotte Wilder, we all talked about it. He probably just had a family vacation scheduled for during the preseason for next year to as a collateral or proof that he was actually going to stay retired. It's like when you leave somewhere and leave your wallet. It's like, I'll be back. Trust me. Um, 11 days in the Bahamas? 
I don't know Tom Brady very well, but it doesn't sound like Tom Brady. Sounds like he could have spent three, four days in the Bahamas and then found himself back in L.A. for the mass Singer. This is uh, just pushing me further towards the fact that we thought that uh, we're, we probably left last podcast with Charlotte 90% sure, maybe a, a high 80 that Tom Brady was a mass Singer. I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the 99 club now. Yeah, it just something about it doesn't add up because even if he and the more I think about it and say it out loud, even if Tom Brady had made a promise to Giselle and she had booked a trip and it's the trip of a lifetime, it's the retirement trip that they've been planning for years as Giselle has begged Tom's teammates, anyone around him to convince him to finally hang it up. He's got nothing left to prove. These two are so rich that had this been the case and then Tom Brady unretires early in last offseason, with enough time for all of us to absorb this new world, for the NFL to have this massive reaction to it leading up to the NFL draft, all these different things. Right. You're telling me that this rich power couple with all of their means and ability couldn't call and get that vacation rescheduled for, I don't know, the gap in time after they finish up OTAs and minicamp before training camp, during OTAs and minicamp in general? I, I that difference of weeks I don't think is going to do anything weather-wise or usually availability-wise when you've got this kind of money. Maybe I don't deal in the same worlds and these places are so exclusive, you got to lock this up in between when like, I I don't know, like Bill and Melinda Gates are getting out there and whatever Bezos is doing in the meantime, but... All right, new, Bill, new uh, Bill Gates is divorced now, actually. So whoever he's yeah, you know currently dating, yeah, but they might they might go out there together. Um, but I guess but yeah, I don't like, know about the availability of these rich person places. But it just seems like something. Knowing Tom Brady, like you said, this wouldn't happen once he decided to come back to football. That vacation would have been moved to a more manageable time. A, cu- a couple things we don't know how these rich vacations have changed over time. Maybe they have COVID hours now, right? Where you have to you have to space out a little bit more. So maybe it could have been that. Maybe it was more hard fixed. That's less likely than the fact that. Well, now that you talk about money, I feel like Giselle Bunchen may have some obligations and some things too. So maybe her schedule isn't as malleable as as Tom Brady's is, which is probably a lot of source of frustration for them, and that's why she wants his ass to quit finally which he won't because you know he has his first love that is true so while it feels like this is put to bed and i think that's what people want us to believe as tom brady is back in camp i think fox is going to get exactly what they want the ratings for the masked singer when it is back and this is the kind of thing that's hanging in the ether are going to be through the roof so job well done big television conglomerates it was the one thing that the mass Singer was missing was the football audience every year. They tried to get A.B. and some other people. It's like this Terry Bradshaw just saying on the mass Singer. It's like, yep. we're, we're not going to go over there. Like, this is going to be the people that everyone else is watching doesn't know. Tom Brady might be different. Yeah, Tom Brady, I saw this conversation going on in NBA Twitter about uh, a take, I think it was an interview that Taylor Rooks did the other day with Jason Tatum where the notion of Dame Lillard being a superstar, Kyrie Irving, and what a superstar player in the NBA is. Again, it's offseason for them. They're, they're doing what we've done for the last couple of bits of summer. And yeah. it was pointed out that, you know, being a superstar and being a household name are very different things. And for Tom Brady, he is certainly both in the NFL. He's transcendent enough, and especially in the last few years, has been engaging enough since he left New England in favor of Florida to be someone that people might actually follow to this. So we'll wait and see. 
We'll see if any tabloid pictures from Tom Brady's vacation maybe surface, something like that. Maybe Giselle posts something on Instagram if they really want to throw people off the scent a little bit. I'll have to take a look and even see if some pictures went up here. I haven't seen anything yet. You know what? In fact, let me take a look right now. Hey, go go take a little gander. And, and, hey, check the stories. You know, those old people getting up on stories, they realize that the shit goes down. And it's harder for the media to steal it. So... The last photo that Giselle posted was 11 hours ago, but it was a happy 15th birthday post to their son, Jack, which also, Tom Brady is a 15-year-old son, which is wild to consider. But it very much looks like a nice scenic environment, but that could be Florida, that could be the Bahamas, I'm not sure. It's a setting that seems pretty germane to both, so mystery. Still out there right now. We will wait and see, and we will keep everyone updated. Nothing more boring than answers, Mike. I know. You know what? And that's why I'm choosing to believe that the Masked Singer is still very much a possibility for us, Brandon. But before we get to our NFL Top 5, Bottom 5, if we are going to talk about going out of the country, it might be a good time to talk about our friends at Babbel. Wonderful sponsor of the podcast. We are very excited to have their support as well. Support the people that support us. And this one is super helpful because going out of the country, I will never forget, I went to Columbia three years ago before the pandemic hit. And I didn't take the time to do any Spanish lessons. I thought, all right, I had taken Spanish from the time I was in first grade because I grew up in Scottsdale for a little while through my junior year of college. Surely through osmosis, I'll remember something. And it didn't go down like that. I got humbled very quickly when I went down there. And so when I came back to the States and when I you know, really had the gap in between when I left ESPN and started this job, I was like, all right, I, I'm going to start taking Spanish very seriously and Babbel's come through in the clutch on this Babbel you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so they are bite-sized doses that you can do and it'll get you up to speed a lot faster than the alternative other language apps are going to use AI for the lesson plans these have a more personal touch Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts along the way you can choose from 14 different languages including Spanish French Italian and German Plus, their speech recognition technology is going to help improve your pronunciation. And that's one of the best parts. You attack every lesson from a bunch of different angles. You learn how to use context clues. You get definitions. You hear it spoken both back to you and by you. It's all great to help you with it. There are so many ways to learn. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. And right now... You can save up to 60% off your subscription. 60% when you go to babbel.com slash gojo. Again, that's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gojo for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right, Brandon. We had another NFL weekend coming past. Remember, the preseason is only three weeks long now, so it is nut-cutting time. And that means we have got to get to what is now our Tuesday staple, the NFL's top five, bottom five. I had the top five last week. You had the bottom five. We're flipping yep. the order this week. And so, Brandon, since we want to start people off with a good taste in their mouth, give us your NFL top five from the second weekend of preseason football. Si, senor. Uh, Spanish for I'd be happy to. Obviously coming in at number, gosh, I really, I, I like the whole five and saving it for last, but let, I want to get to the action. The fireworks, honestly, for me, Mike, are with rookie quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers' own, Kitten Hands Kenny, okay? 
He looked great in his second preseason game. He looked great in his first preseason game, just not better than Mitch Trubisky in that first one. But uh, as Mike Tomlin said uh, famously, it's time for him to get some uh, varsity action. So Kenny Pickett played against the Jaguars once. You know, like, okay, like it's the Jaguars. But this is the guy who used to play for Pitt last year, okay? So he went six for seven, 76 yards, and a touchdown. One of those were a just a spike. So, you know, he, he could have possibly went seven for seven. Total in the whole preseason of two games, 19 and 22, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Here's my whole thing. He looks good enough to start. But he's still a rookie, and I'm really not into starting rookies week one, right? You got Mitch Trubisky. He's doing a good enough job. He's going to be Mitch Trubisky and do his thing and end up playing his way off the field, right? So in my opinion, the Steelers' first four home games, our first four games are just brutal. The Bengals, the Patriots, then the Browns. I say Kittenhands Kenny is going to start for the Steelers by week four against the Jets. That's my, that's my number one. It's going to be interesting, Brandon. Anywhere else, I might concede that, that that would be part of the plan that you would lay out for that. But Mike Tomlin, we know, is a coach that is not going to put any less than who he believes the best 11 are out on the field. And the way that Kenny Pickett's going right now, and I think the thing that stood out to me in this last preseason game was how he operated in the two-minute drill at the end of the half. I think for young players, what you often see is when you get them into that hurry-up mode, and it becomes they have to operate on instinct and what they've internalized of the playbook so far, right. what they've internalized of that situation so far, it stops them from overthinking. It stops paralysis through analysis. And I think that's what we saw from Kenny Pickett. This is going to be an offensive line that still struggles a bit as the season goes we've seen that through the course of the preseason and I think with Kenny Pickett what you saw when he was at Pitt and what you've seen so far in the preseason is a guy who's been pretty poised when that starts to collapse so I won't be shocked and Mike Tomlin said as much when addressing the media that there were a number of positions where this upcoming game that final preseason game would have jobs up for grabs and quarterback was absolutely one of them so at the rate it's going Kenny Pickett starting week one is looking more and more likely if push came to shove I would say you're probably right and we'll see him earlier on in the season than we thought, but still not week one. But at this point, who knows? It has definitely become a full-blown contest there in the South Side. Yeah, I love it. And please uh, get Kenny Pickens uh, – Kenny Pickett. I would love him against the Ravens. Let me just say that. I just feel like a, a good defense versus a, a rookie uh, quarterback is just, you know, feeding frenzy time. Moving on to number two. The Dallas Cowboys have a new shiny toy, and his name is Cavante Turpin. Mike, did you see this gentleman? Bro, not once, but twice. The USFL's very own. Yes, the USFL's MVP, TCU's finest, and now Jerry Jones' new Playboy centerfold, in my opinion. Uh, The Cowboys' second preseason game in SoFi, the house that... Jerry Jones, at best built and at worst inspired, uh, Cavante ran a kickoff return back for a touchdown, and then laid on in the game, 86-yard punt return for a touchdown. Obviously, because he's in Dallas, there's a lot of Deion Sanders comparisons where he's actually a right receiver. All we know is uh, the Cowboys have something to be excited about. Dak Prescott has something to be excited about. And honestly, all of football, because uh, when Devin Hester was doing his thing, when Deshaun Jackson was doing his thing, when when that special teams means possible touchdowns, which the NFL's given us a lot more of those recently, which has been nice. 
I would like to see it a lot more uh, with with this gem- gentleman. Number two, returning it to the house all season long. Yeah, 98-yard kick return and an 86-yard punt return. Absolutely insane. The best part about it was seeing him, Brandon, because this is a guy coming out of the USFL that was grinding for a roster spot. As someone who, at one point in time, you and I were talking about this earlier today, was a part of the Fall Experimental Football League and got to see some guys make it out of the struggle and make it back to that after toiling in anonymity in one of these side leagues, this guy in the second half of the Dallas Cowboys game was on the sideline, shoulder pads off, hanging out in his jersey with the vets. They had seen enough and called the fight. Because as we know about preseason, especially if you're a guy who's a position player outside of the, you know, a guy that's not an offensive or defensive lineman that can run on the core four special teams, you make splash plays on teams, you are finding your way onto the team. And Turpin did just that. It is Turpin time. Yep, yep. We've seen a lot of guys do that, and and those are the real ballers. Those are the athletes, if you will. So I'm excited to to see him. I mean, honestly, it'll be nice to watch the Cowboys. Uh, I want to say outside of offense, the defense, they had some pretty splash plays, but you know, whatever. Uh, special teams, the Cowboys finally got got a guy. Number three, Patrick Mahomes is still really good at doing whatever he wants with the football. Obviously, it's preseason. But Patrick, man, he just looks good. It's honestly, it reminds me of you. He's got a whole new receiving core, right? So if you are Patrick Mahomes, I am, and all the people in your media partner are your new receiving core. As long as we stand behind you and everyone knows that we're with you, we're in a really good position, right? Like Patrick Mahomes now has options. It seems like they just went out and got a bunch of different Travis Kelseys, uh, some tight ends, some wide receivers, just short hands for Patrick Mahomes to throw his little sidearms to, a side sidearm throws to. And uh, there's no, it seems like there's going to be still no stopping Patrick Mahomes, at least in Arrowhead. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has been spreading the love around. You're seeing some very Ewing theory tendencies going on with the Chiefs where no Tyree kill, but with Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Scantling and the other guys there, a lot of spreading the ball around in the preseason. Still the same brand of Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, did he just do that plays. Very cool stuff for him. Banner weekend too. Debuts and is now uh, has a new Fortnite skin in his honor, joining the list of a couple of other NFL players and high-profile athletes. And was announced over the weekend that at his alma mater, Texas Tech, he will be enshrined in the Texas Tech Football Athletics Hall of Fame and their football ring of honor in the stadium. So Mahomes had himself a weekend, there's no doubt. You love to see it. And he's just getting started. I, I just love how he's just focused on making that team better. I really don't want to see him play for anyone else the entire time he's there. But that's looking too far in the future. Let's look at this uh, last weekend. Coming in at number four, Kyler Murray scores in the preseason as a as a play caller he had to take his hat off he had to take his helmet off but one thing that was uh he had with him mike if you noticed he had a gamer headset on he had a gamer headset on the sideline that i'm imagining he brought from home to get into his call of duty action he just can't put it down i don't know if he's trolling us i don't know uh what the deal is with that but uh, Kyler Murray can call plays, uh, and congratulations to him. And I hope he and his uh, stepfather, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you know, play nice for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, so this had started off as something that people thought Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals were using to mock or put Kyler in a bad position, but they said they've talked more about it. It's a way to keep him engaged in these games. We know whatever you believe about the study clause, it's a way to get him to engage with the subject matter and the playbook a little differently, to think about the big picture even further beyond just what a quarterback has to know on every play. But to your point about how well it went, the Cardinals had three points before that. There were two scoring drives put together with Kyler Murray calling the shots. So, yeah, it was a big-time one. Trace McSorley, the former Penn State and Baltimore Ravens quarterback, now over on the Arizona sideline, was the beneficiary of that. So it was cool he looked into it, and I think this is more of what people expected with this exercise. It being a good story that lends well to everybody involved and not something to shame your star quarterback. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know is it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Exactly. Exactly. Regardless of that's what happened in in the end. And, you know, he's going to catch trades all season long over that homework video game thing. Yes. Now, finally, Mike, and I'm not going to spend a long time on this. I have big news. Kyle Hamilton is back. Big trust. Got a, got a good preseason grade for him. He, he was doing a lot of things actively, not only on defense, but on special team as well. You talked about making splashes in the special teams. He's blocking for punt. He, he's, just, he's out there making moves. I think uh, he was uh, disengaged with a, with a tight end and made a tackle. Like, wide receivers couldn't block him. He's showing how big of a frame he, frame he is and how fast he is and how hard he is to, to block. Got turned around a couple times uh, chasing the ball and, 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 and defending, but I think he'll get his feet under him uh, when it comes to that because obviously the speed of the NFL is so much different than probably what he's seen at Notre Dame. But he's got the stride. He can do it. I'm just happy to see right before we get into the actual real game that the Ravens fans, uh, as well as Kyle Hamilton himself, is seeing himself make good plays and knows that he is worthy of that top round pick that he uh, came off the board for the Baltimore Ravens and hopefully can make great things happen for us all defense long. I mean, all season long on defense. Yeah, I know first-round picks are usually expected to start right away, and some people could read it as a negative that right now it looks like Marcus Williams and Chuck Clark are going to be the starting safety tandem there. But I think it ends up being a positive. We know the legacy in that safety room is pretty intense. That defense requires a lot of you from the neck up, especially in that position. So while Kyle can come on the field now as a third safety in certain packages, they can use him creatively. You mentioned he's going to be on teams. I think this is all going to be a net positive for 
an incredibly impressive athlete and a guy who was always lauded for how high his football IQ was every time you talk to people at Notre Dame about him. So I think he's still going to be a great fit there, and I'm glad he's going to get a chance to really do that and not have everything dumped on his plate at once as far as his role in that defense. So electric top five, Brandon. Hell of a weekend. Now it's time to mess it all up. Let's go to the bottom five from the NFL weekend that was. And I'm going to go five to one on this since we basically did that now. It'll be a perfect palindrome. One, two, three, four, five. I love five, four, it. Three, two, one. Want to start off with this one because you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys and what they've got in turpentine, their star returner. The Dallas Cowboys also got news, good news on the financial front that comes at the expense of one former president. The Cowboys are now the first team worth $8 billion according to front office sports. Wow. If you remember, back in 1983, Donald Trump nearly bought them for $50 million, but instead purchased a USFL franchise that folded two years later and said, quote, I feel sorry for the poor guy who's going to buy the Cowboys. He'll be known to the world as a loser. We can debate a lot of things about Jerry Jones' reputation and make a lot of jokes about the Cowboys' record, especially since Jimmy Johnson and company all left town. But the one thing you can't debate is that the money talks and it speaks pretty loudly here from Jerry Jones' super yacht. So that's a a tough look uh, for one man who decided to make a bad business decision. Yeah, he's also, uh, Jerry Jones is also in the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Not that it makes, you know, not that that, that validates him not being an idiot, but it says something. Yeah, no, listen, it's it's a pretty solid vote in his favor. So just thought it'd be worth in there. Every once in a while, those kind of numbers, when they come out, there's always someone that was on the other side of that situation that didn't invest in Apple stock before it blew up. Number four, Brandon, uh, this one, I legitimately feel bad uh, for Sam Darnold. Uh, It was announced on Monday that Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers September 11th in their opener against the Browns. So revenge game for Baker Mayfield right off the top. Um, Sam Darnold took this one in stride. He said, you know, quote, we were fighting for the starting job. Every day was our game day out there during camp, especially as we got in these last couple weeks. Obviously, it didn't go my way. Coach named Baker the starter. My mindset is it is what it is. For me right now, I'm going to do everything I can to support Baker and get him ready to play the game. Went on to say he didn't think the contest was slanted in Baker's favor, thought he had a fair shake, and it just didn't work out. And Brandon, while Sam Darnold still wants to be a starting quarterback, as he stated somewhere in this league, I think this is the end of those days. A quarterback who came out with a lot of promise and a lot of flaws from USC, went to the team where hope goes to die in the New York Jets, and now has been through too many coaches and coordinators early on in his career to have a real fighting chance. I think this is Sam Darnold officially being relegated to the world of backup quarterbacks who can still make an impressive living in this league, but a starting role based on what's happened to him so far just seems like it is now in the past. Yeah. I mean, this may be where he was going to end up anyways, but for example, I like Trace McSworley a lot more than him. He just has a little bit more swag to him, even in the Cardinals uniform, and he was taken in the sixth round. So usually when you get those first-round picks, especially a quarterback, you kind of want them to be franchise guys, especially if you get drafted to the Jets. He wasn't that guy. He was, it, was, it was debatable if he had that dog in him. Uh, I'm glad that he's having this uh, disposition about how to help Baker move forward because I'm sure he'll get his time. But I, I don't want to see – I hope this isn't the last we saw of Sam Darnold because those flashes that we saw his freshman – his rookie year, especially uh, against the Lions, 
<laughs> I just want to see that version of, of him again one day. Yeah, I, man. Prognosis doubtful. Again, I legitimately feel for the guy, but Baker Mayfield, now going to be your starter. Something that I expected going into this season once he got to camp down there. We talked to Anish Shroff, the Panthers play-by-play announcer on radio. And, uh, you know, since then, when it was a legitimate competition, Baker went and took the bull by the horns. Now they got a chance. Uh, Brandon, number three on the NFL bottom five. The NFL's out here snitching and drug testing our punters. Our big-legged sons. So, we know that this is a podcast that celebrates Matt Arrays of the punt god in Buffalo, who, based on roster moves made, Buffalo releasing their other punter in the competition, Matt Areza, now going to be your starting punter, more than likely hey. for the Buffalo Bills, as he calls himself the fourth down quarterback on that team. Um, we, over the weekend, had another punter come to the party. This would be Saints punter Blake Gillikin, who went out and absolutely routed a punt, an 81-yard blast that started with the Packer, or with the Saints backed up on their own seven-yard line and kicked it with some wind assist, wind assist in the air to the Packers' 13-yard line. Now, it bounced back for a touchback, but the message already got sent. He was a guy who, as a rookie in 2021, huge leg, 83 punts for a 47.7-yard average. He was awesome. The next day, he tweeted out, a text message that he received from the NFL informing him that he has been randomly selected for a drug test for performance-enhancing drugs. And Brandon, these drug tests are hardly ever random. The NFL is threatened by the legs on these young weapons, these young special teams gods, and I, for one, won't stand for it here. I don't know why when punters start doing great things and trying to join the revolution we've seen in the NFL of bigger, faster, longer, all these things, that now all of a sudden the NFL is going to decide that they don't like big, loud American punts. It's a shame. It's a travesty. And I hope that we see this witch hunt for our large-legged sons end soon. I, I, I'm with you, Mike. This is a travesty. It's, it's bullshit, quite literally. And they hating. It's the, it's the NFL quite literally hating. And we know these drug tests are not random, like you said. I remember in college, uh, I did not partake in anything. And I got drug tested almost every time because they just needed X amount of scholarship athletes drug tested. And they know I was, you know, eating Pop-Tarts at night, not, not uh, uh, smoking bowls. So it's not random at, at any level. And uh, I, hope this, I, hope, I hope he's vindicated. I hope we see justice. Justice for Blake Gillikin on this drug testing front. These are baseless charges and accusations, even though they're not accusations. That's just supposedly random testing. But anyway, support your punters here. Fourth down mattering again, even though I'm a person who is very pro never kicking it for almost any reason and going forward on most fourth downs, you can talk me into the occasional 81-yard bomb. I am a man of taste. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament all the way through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. So whether you're bought in on heat culture at this point or think the Boston Celtics can survive a bump in the road, we got options for you. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOJO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code GOJO only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Brandon, number two. You. I used to love to see you on the wedge, taking those taking uh, those blocks on on punt. Years off my life on the goddamn punt wedge in college. That's one of the worst innovations in modern football history. Burn it down. Burn it down. Brandon, number two. Uh, this was and what became a two-day foray into trying to figure out who knew what cut blocks were legal when. So mm-hmm. we had unfortunate news come out of the Giants and Bengals preseason game. The Giants rookie defensive pass rusher, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, one of their top picks out of Oregon, suffered a sprained MCL, the team announced on Monday, after initial testing on his right knee. He's expected to miss three or four weeks, according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. His ACL and meniscus are intact. They're hopeful that he still might be ready for the opener against the Titans on September 11th. But Brandon, what had happened on this play, if anyone missed it, Thibodeau was the defensive end on what would have been the left side of the defensive formation here. He's on the end of the line of scrimmage, and as the run was going the opposite direction, a tight end comes across the formation and has the responsibility to block him. We see this play happen all the time. It's called split zone in most teams and in most, you know, the way we talk about it. And the tight end's responsible for cutting off the backside. He can do that by either hitting the guy straight up, or as we see plenty of times, if you look and go Google split zone, if you search it on Twitter, you'll find plenty of highlights where tight ends go back and cut the defensive lineman that's on the end of the line of scrimmage. It was unfortunate. Thibodeau didn't turn his body and brace for it in the right way. And it launched this unreal debate. There were so many people, legitimately who cover this sport, who were saying that this was dirty, that this player, Thad Moss the former LSU tight end um, who is now in his third year trying to keep hanging on and being a part of this league, went back over there calling him every name under the sun, saying it was a dirty place and there's no place for that, all these things. And Brandon, you could, you former defensive lineman, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something my brother was a tight end. I blocked up front for long enough to know this is a pretty yep. accepted part of football. It's still a very legal part of football in the NFL. And so as long as that's a tool in his belt, that Moss is trying to make a roster spot. He's going up against a high-level athlete in a first-round pick. I understand it's the preseason, but I've gotten mixed responses from former pros on if there's any sort of unwritten rule on that front. And I can't see any consensus. It is something that's, listen, probably not the best thing in the world, but when you're, again, fighting for your football life and having to use every tool in the belt, I don't fought Thad, Mo- Thad Moss for doing something that's legal, understood, and accepted. It was unfortunate. Football's a violent game, and sometimes these angles change quickly in a way that can affect outcomes like this. It sucks that Thibodeau's going to miss three to four weeks. Hopefully he will be back even sooner than that and gets to play a long, healthy season. But what Thad Moss did wasn't a dirty play, period. It wasn't a dirty play. I don't even think it's unfortunate, to be honest with you. It's one of those things that a lot of people like myself who find themselves just surprisingly on the other side of the offensive line of scrimmage, like I'm in the backfield now, this is a TFL opportunity, and you don't realize that you're scotch-free for a real reason because somebody is coming to clean your ass up, right? And obviously, 
Kayvon Thibodeau, you would you would think that he would be aware enough. And obviously, I don't. I, he's not to blame. But he, he's to blame in, for in a in a well, in the way that he should have he should have played that block better. Like he he could have. He, you saw him kind of dip his shoulder, but he he didn't com- completely commit to it. If he would have dipped his shoulder completely, that's how you, you're taught to take on that block. You opposite arm it, and you continue to take contain so you can uh, keep the outside because obviously he's going to be on the outside, and the play probably will bounce outside. So, yes, I don't think it was a dirty play. It's unfortunate, but it's just like uh, a spray bottle with a cat or like hitting your dog on the nose with a newspaper once they poop in the house. Like injuries or pain, like that tells you to look out for something. Like this is the last time that he gets caught with this with this uh, split zone play, and it'll, he'll see a lot of it in the NFL, especially after they saw that he just got got with it in the preseason. This is something I know I saw Dean Blandino, who obviously was an NFL official for a long time and works for Fox, say. This is one of the areas where, as the rules change between college and pro, there are some differences in the language in this rule, college to pro. And it's a reminder, we need more of these rules to match up. I don't know why we have so many of these small differences that show up college to pro that just end up not having these guys all the way ready for what they're going to see on Sundays. So, again... Hope Kayvon Thibodeau has a speedy recovery. What Thad Moss did was not dirty. We can have a conversation if you want to take that out of the rules the way we have some other cut blocks in certain situations in the game. But right now it's on the table and he gets to use it. Brandon, number one is no surprise to anyone here. We talked about it yesterday. That distinction goes to John Gruden. Because remember, over this weekend on the Gronk cast... For UFC 278, UFC President Dana White claimed that he helped put a deal in place that would have brought Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to the Las Vegas Raiders back in 2020, but then Raiders coach John Gruden blew up the deal. We remember the clip from the shop where Tom Brady talked about a team in free agency that was looking at him and then backed off at the last minute and he said, you're going to keep this motherfucker over me. And now the picture has become abundantly clear, but I think Raiders fans are going to carry this in their hearts for a long time this season of what could have been if John Gruden hadn't taken so much from that franchise. Knock on wood if you hear me. I am not in the business of calling any Super Bowl champion, coach, or player dumb, but you are really dumb. John Gruden, you are really dumb right now. You look really stupid. That is so dumb. Like he really like I I didn't I didn't recognize the links of how dumb he was. It was one of those things where looking back on it, you would love to at some point, and I feel like we're probably due for John Gruden trying to chirp back and clap back at a lot of people based on his departure from the NFL. Yeah. But I wonder if we'd ever get an answer as to why that would have happened and why you would have potentially turned that down. We never thought that Derek Carr and John Gruden had a relationship that was lasting or sustainable. It doesn't seem like a franchise that's ever been married to him. Why you would want to turn down Tom Brady at that current form would be Mike, just an explanation I'd be very interested in hearing. Mike, it, it, it would have saved not only the franchise, but his job. His job that he was t- uh, emailing People from the Washington football team, now known as the Commanders, things that he shouldn't have been emailing. Uh, that's one of the reasons why he got kicked out. And obviously, is he still suing the NFL? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure on that, to be honest. So, I mean, J- John Gruden's got a lot of stuff on his plate. That's what I'm saying. He's got a lot of fights with the NFL. I don't know if he wants to uh, fight Dana White, uh, <laughs> the overlord of UFC, as uh, Charlotte Wilder called him yesterday. But it, 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 I am... 
I've always kind of leaned back on the fact that I, John Gruden must know more about football than a lot of us. And I don't know, Mike. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to backtrack that one a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Jay had a little bit more to do. No, obviously that's his little brother. But I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where John Gruden went wrong. He used to be on ESPN coaching up quarterbacks while they were going into the draft because he was the quarterback czar, and now he can't tell a good quarterback if you bite him in his ass. I tell you what, man, you're right. If you were going to go Marvel what if on this, I wonder if John Gruden ever looks back at his life when he was making damn near what I think was like $10 million a year doing Monday Night Football with Sean McDonough. We've seen the way that salaries for analysts have exploded in the broadcast booth post Tony Romo's big deal so who knows what you would have been able to pull out of there especially after that announcement a couple years I think it was last year about the upcoming Super Bowls two of which will be on ABC which is I think part of the reason why they went after the Aikman and Buck booth if you had been Mm. John Gruden sitting there you'd have been sitting pretty just slapping prospects with pool noodles going through your thing the Fire Football (laughs) Coaches Association of America and all that shit that guy while he's still sitting at home with a ton of money and probably not a ton of regrets there's got to be maybe part of him that looks back and wonders if that could have been a lot easier on a lot of different avenues for him but you don't get to play that game anymore at least not yet we haven't figured out ultimate alternate timelines or multiverse theory well enough to pull that off but uh brandon that's top five bottom five from the nfl weekend that was Again, you can always tweet us at Gojo Show on Twitter. Uh, download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a five-star rating and a review. And let us know how we did. Let us know if we missed anything, if your favorite team got hosed in any of this conversation. But it's Kentucky Derby time. Are you ready for the greatest two minutes in sports? Saddle up with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Download DK Horse now to join the Run for the Roses action. New customers can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIC. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus, 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See terms at dkhorse.com. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. Brandon, with all that in mind, do you know what time it is? Oh, are you really? Are you serious? <laughs> Listen, let me just say this before I, I I am going off of the fact that I want to sing this song, and not the fact that it works. So we're gonna see if I can squeeze this, that, and the third into this. <laughs> right there. There we go. Let it ride, big man. It's really good to hear your voice Saying my name, it sounds so sweet Coming from the lips of an angel Hearing those words, it makes me weak Let it die Never wanna say goodbye But girl, you make it hard to be faithful With this stuff you could have had it with this bad in the third. Come on, man. <laughs>
Oh, you could have landed that I, plane it, hinder <laughs> on a Tuesday. Look at God. I didn't have it. I didn't, you guys heard it. I didn't have the tone in my head. I didn't find the song. I couldn't. I couldn't get it. Or oh, whatever. Thank you, Mike. Let's move on. You did your best, Brandon. As we will try to here too. And let's start with this, Brandon, because courtesy of Shams and the fine folks over at the Athletic, we have yet another team that's entered into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Uh, reportedly, the Memphis Grizzlies. League sources tell the Athletic are now showing some interest here. Um, they've made inquiries in the nets about Durant. They've got five first-round picks, four of which are unprotected, that they could probably use here. Now, um, Zach Kleiman, their pre- vice president of basketball operations, has said that they're not going to make uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain available in that potential offer here. But, Brandon, we had a while back when Durant kind of was linked to being on the market. John Morant tweeted easy money. A lot of people read into that. So part of me would be bummed on this because we've talked a lot about team building on this podcast when it's come to the NBA. And what the Grizzlies have put together has been so wholesome and so holistically done with a young team who's not afraid of shit. But again, when Kevin Durant gets freed up, you kind of mortgage all of that with the potential for what he brings to the table. But I would be sad to mourn the loss of this Grizzlies team if they did ship a bunch of those guys out of there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like I don't mourn them. This is what you do. You got to get those players to be valuable so they can be pieces. I think you keep Desmond Bain and that's it. Everyone else is is disposable when it comes to Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Yeah, I get it. Listen, it, 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 with every, that's why we've seen so many teams' names pop up because it's Kevin bleeping Durant. And when he's healthy and when he's out there, he's one of maybe the three best players in basketball. I totally get that. Doesn't mean I can't miss the Grizzlies because they became my favorite part of the NBA playoffs this last postseason. Brandon, let's get to that. And that was something I mentioned the other day. Game of Thrones universe is back on our television. House of the Dragon premiered this weekend and... If anyone still thought it was possible, and I don't know why I said that with a lisp, if anyone still thought it was possible that people had really defected away from Game of Thrones, let's put that to bed. The HBO announced that the first episode of House of the Dragon recorded the network's biggest premiere of all time with 9.986 million viewers across Linear and HBO Max streaming on Sunday night in the U.S. alone. For a frame of reference, the original Throne series ended with 13.7 million live viewers for linear channels back in 2019. Brandon, it checked all the boxes for what you would expect from a Game of Thrones. I won't go any spoilers on this yet, but I really think they're in a great position. They got a lot of things in motion and did a lot of heavy lifting narratively on this first episode without it looking heavy at all. And that was always what was the hallmark of this series. A lot of dense subject material. George R.R. R. Martin is back in the fold on this because these are books he's actually finished, unlike the rest of the series. Stop your bitching, George. But because we've got all that, I really think this has a chance. And with a $20 million an episode budget, it damn well better hit because good God. Yeah, I can't wrap my mind around that. But I can't wait to watch the series. And I do feel like, you know, America's a bit of bit, bit of sheep. We're a bit sheepish. All the people that were very upset about that that last, ep, that last episode uh, when the season, when the series ended originally, it, it seems like we had $9 million is is fair. Uh, I think the rest of them is going to catch up. Like, I imagine there's millions of us that are going to tune in uh, on demand. 
yeah, I think those final streaming numbers are going to be pretty large. You probably saw the viral video of everyone in one New York apartment all watching Game of Thrones at the same time that you could see based on the light refracting on their windows Crazy. from the TV. It's it's so nice. And Sunday nights have been in good hands. Like We've talked about it, Issa Rae and what she did with Insecure. HBO always has plenty of great programming, but Sunday nights True. with something in the Game of Thrones universe somewhere in Westeros being back on the screen just feels right just feels comfortable glad to have it back brandon let's get to the third mcdonald's is trying some freaky stuff um they're bringing Ooh. one of their most popular uk sandwiches back across the pond for a limited time mcdonald's ah. is testing the chicken big mac at select locations in miami beginning later this month the chicken patties for hamburger patties will be available as supplies last. They said they're looking for ways to give their fans more ways to enjoy classic menu items. And starting later this month at Select Miami Restaurants, they're going to test that new twist on an old favorite. I've already texted Jess Matana and alerted her and Billy Gill with our friends over Ooh. at the Levitard Show. And I have put them on this mission because while I am not in Miami and probably won't be able to get there in time for this, they can do the Lord's work and let us know if the Chicken Big Mac is hitting or not. Yeah, honestly, to be real with you guys, the McDonald's international menu hits nine times out of ten. They usually uh, bring it up once a year uh, with a, maybe like a really interesting McFlurry or cheeseburger with fries on it or something weird. This chicken Big Mac is intriguing, but it also sounds gross. Well, listen, much like the masked singer where we have the potential to vote for maybe a masked Tom Brady along the way as the show gets set to return you can make your voice heard because they basically said not everything that fans in the uh in the overseas market works over here in the u.s market they're going to go based on the feedback from customers and so miami we're counting on you which is a weird thing to say but if this thing hits we need you to make your voice heard because <laughs> i'm in southern california and i'd like to be able to taste this and at least decide for myself so Keep an eye out if you are a fan of this show and you are in the Miami area and you feel like going and sending us a review, put it on video. We will find a way to get you on the podcast with the review of the Chicken Big Mac at Gojo Show on Twitter. If you want to make that happen, we would greatly appreciate that work. But Brandon, we greatly appreciate everyone making it through not one but two parts of this Ooh. podcast. If you enjoy it and if you've enjoyed the new two-part structure, we're trying something out. We want to try and make this the best listening experience we can for you. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Take your friend's phone, subscribe on their phone, and leave us a five-star rating and a review, and tell us what you think of all that. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.